Welcome to Feathers in My Hair, a Teen Mom Deep Dive podcast. I'm your host, Liz Bentley. Hi, everyone. How are we? I'm doing much better this week. I have uh, adjusted better to my meds. I made some adjustments to what I was taking, and I'm feeling a lot better, thank God. And they're actually helping and working, so that's cool and interesting. Um, I haven't been medicated for ADD since 2014 when I was on, you know, Adderall for 10 plus years. And it feels very weird to like feel medicated again. Not like feel speedy because I'm on um, like a non-stimulant. So it just feels weird that like I... Today, like this afternoon, I was like, I'm going to clean everything in my room and like get organized stuff and get rid of stuff. And like as I was doing it, I was like, huh, okay, this is like my medicine is working. Yesterday at work, nobody was there and I did this like huge project that I've been putting off doing and I was like, huh, interesting. I feel like I have more motivation for stuff. So that's really good because part of the way that my ADD works is I just don't want to do anything. So I'm really happy about that. Anyway, let's talk about Teen Mom. What's up? Um, Kale had her baby. We already talked about that, right? But she named the baby. The baby is named Creed Romello uh, Lopez. So let's break down each thing. By the way, E! News at one point posted it as Romello Creed Lopez, and we were all very confused. But Creed is definitely the first name. I think Creed is a bad name. I don't like it, but I it is a name, so I don't know. I don't I do not like the name Creed. Um when when they said that his first name was actually I mean if you pronounce the name right, it'd be Romeo. You don't pronounce the L's when it's a double L. It's a Spanish name, right? So it becomes Romeo, uh, or Romeo. I would really like that. Or even if it was Romello, they could call him Mello, which would be really cute. Like Mello, um, Mello Anthony, Carmelo Anthony. I would like that. I would like that. Creed is just a weird name. It's very weird. The weirdest part is that she gave him the last name Lopez. Guys, what the fuck? (laughs) What the fuck? So all of the kids have different last names, which like, okay, fine. Fine. I I feel like that must be so fucking annoying, but fine. Obviously, you know, Isaac's last name is Riviera. Lincoln's last name is Marquan. I think is how you say that last name. Um, the weird thing is, is that when Lux was first named, you know, like 180 days after he was born, she gave him the last name Lopez. Then she went back to court. Uh, I think this was around the time, actually it was even before he tried to give up his rights. I think it was short, pretty shortly after she named him. She went back to court and changed his last name to Lowry, which I think made a ton of sense, like a ton of sense. Kale actually said in her podcast this week, I didn't listen, but I read about it, that she wished she had given Isaac her last name because then it would be easier or something. And I, I agree with that. I think, I think it'd be fine if Isaac had her last name. I think that women that are not married and have that last name of the child have no reason not to give that child the last name, even if the dad is in the picture. Okay, that's a side note. Anyway, 
so she changed Lux's last name to Lowry because it's just much simpler. And she was like the 100% sole caretaker. When she did that, I was like, yep, that makes sense. When she gave him the last name Lopez, I was like, why did she do that? Um, Lux being Lowry, I think is absolutely right. So I assumed baby four would also be Lowry. And then at least two of her kids would have the same last name. It's her last name. So it would make things in life like a lot easier, I would think. Like when you go somewhere and you have four kids with four last names, that's it's more paperwork. It's more explanation. It's it's just uh, unfortunately, it's more judgment, you know, like it's more judgment against you. And you would think that she would want Creed's last name to be Lowry. So he has the same last name as Lux. And so that it's easier for her to kind of navigate through this world. I assume within six months, she'll get the name changed. That's my guess. Um, Kale is unwell. Kale's unwell. <laughs> Giving him the last name Lopez, Chris tried to sign his rights away for Lux less than one year ago. She had two PFAs against him in the last year. She is so deep in this abusive relationship. The very interesting thing is because we know so little about Chris and we know so little about, although Chris goes live on Instagram like literally every single day, but as far as like what their relationship is like, we know so little about it because he's not on TV. So we don't see them interacting at all. And it could be one of those cases where they are like an mutually abusive relationship. I guess Kale could be the abuser and Chris could be the victim. Chris could be the abuser and Kale could be the victim. Whatever it is, it's extremely clear that this relationship is beyond toxic. They've been hooking up now for like five years because uh, I'm pretty sure she was with him before she even separated from Javi. She was cheating on Javi with him. Like she has been chasing after him and just like begging him to be with her for years and years. That's why she moved an hour away from her kid's school because she was living in Dover. Chris's family lives where their college was. So I guess when he graduated, he went back to his parents' house in Wilmington, which is actually very close to me. It's like 20 minutes away from where I live. Well, not my current house, but 20 minutes from where I grew up. Um, so he went back to Wilmington. Dover and Wilmington are like an hour and a half away from each other. So she moved up to Middleton, Delaware, which is a really nice area. And if I lived in Delaware, I would live in Middleton probably. Um, and she, so she could be closer to Chris and Chris could be closer to the kids. And I think she probably wanted Chris to move in. That didn't happen. So for the last however many months, Kale has been saying over and over again, she's selling this house. The house is not good. The house was a mistake. She's moving back to Dover. She's building a house, et cetera, et cetera. And so for her to get back with Chris in this way is just really mind boggling to me. I know so many people are like, Chris doesn't want her. She's so pathetic for going after him. But like Chris has been fucking Kale for five years. Chris got Kale pregnant twice, uh, at least twice. I mean, who knows how many times he's gotten because she says she had a miscarriage before Lux. So if that was Chris's baby, that she he's gotten her pregnant three times. You know, we can say all day that Chris is just using her and Chris doesn't like her and Kale's so pathetic because Chris doesn't want anything to do with her, but that's not true. Like, Chris has been in this, like, toxic situation for five years, just like Kale has. And I just, it's really hard to watch. And also, like, Kale's not that young anymore. 
you know, like the team on two girls are like 28 at this point. So it's it's tough. You know, she's not a 22 year old, you know, like once you start rounding that corner on 30, the really dysfunctional relationships start having, at least in my opinion, like much greater consequences and like really weigh down your life really badly. And I just like, I don't know what's going on with her to give that baby the last name Lopez is so crazy. I don't know when you have the option to have two of the kids with the same last name. Why wouldn't you take that opportunity? You know Chris is not going to stick around. I think she does this because she wants Chris, like, she wants to prove to Chris that she wants to be with him. It's just really, it's not so. It's really not so. Also, okay, I want to I wanna address this because I've been seeing this on Reddit, on all of the fucking Teen Mom Shade Room Instagram accounts, Teen Mom T Instagram accounts. Creed is a mixed race child. He's actually a multiracial child, along with Lux. In case you guys didn't know, Chris is black, uh, Mexican, and white. I would imagine indigenous Mexican and not like white Hispanic. So Chris is multiracial. And when you have somebody that is multiracial having a baby with a white person, Every fucking kid can come out looking totally different skin tone wise. Genetics are a crazy thing. You can have one kid that passes for a full black child. You can have another kid that passes for fully white. And they're both in the same family with the same mom and dad. So I'm going to need people to stop saying because Creed is lighter, he must be Javi's baby. Now, I understand that want and desire for drama, it would be the craziest drama in the world if it turned out that Creed was Javi's baby, etc., etc. People were pointing to the fact that Creed looks like Lincoln. Once again, I want to remind people, Lincoln and Creed are brothers. (laughs) They share a mother. (laughs) So it's not weird that they look alike. And I saw a picture of like all four of the babies. The only baby that actually looks totally different is Isaac, who looked like a little alien when he was born. Isaac looked crazy when he was born. Uh, Lincoln, Lux, and Creed all look very similar to one another. They all have very similar noses, like nose and lip area, which obviously is like, it's hard. Like some babies actually do come out looking exactly like one of their parents. That really, I've seen like newborns that I'm like, holy shit, that looks exactly like you. But for the most part, you know, it's like the nose, eyes, and lip that are most like distinguishable in a newborn baby. And when you look at these pictures lined up next to each other, you see how similar Creed and Lux look. Just because Creed has a different or lighter skin tone than Lux doesn't mean that they're not full brothers. Also, like, who? Uh, sometimes babies that are multiracial or biracial will uh, get, like, a deeper skin tone over time. I'm just like, people, I already know people are going to be obsessed with his skin tone and use that forever to explain why, like, Kale definitely got pregnant by Javi again or somebody else, or this isn't Chris's kid. And as far as we know, this is Chris's child, and I don't see any evidence why we wouldn't believe that. So I want people to knock that shit off. If I see anybody in my comment section implying that, delete. I'm deleting that comment. I'm not standing for that. It's not right. It's really, it's not right. And it shows a real lack of understanding of genetics, Um, When you do that and you look like a fucking idiot, 
when when people speculate that a, ch- a mixed race child must be from another father because he looks different from his brother, you look like a fucking idiot. And this is not me saying that it's impossible for Creed to be somebody else's even hobbies. Chris and Kale aren't in a relationship. As far as we know, a PFA was filed like shortly before she got pregnant. Who knows how many people she was sleeping with at the same time? I'm not saying that like if it came out that somebody else was Creed's dad, like I wouldn't be surprised, but not because of the way Creed looks, but because of Kale's um, like unsteady life. I don't want to imply that having sex with multiple people like makes you unsteady, but we know Kale's life is unsteady and she is not in a monogamous relationship, right? So it wouldn't be crazy if it came out that Creed had another dad. But just because Creed looks like his brother, Lincoln, like, get a clue. The fandom's going to be obsessed with this forever. And I just want to put a squash on it. I want to squash this conversation. And Creed is a really cute baby. Lincoln, Lux, and Creed are really cute babies. And like I said, they all look very similar to one another. They all have the exact same nose. Um, Isaac was not a cute baby. Isaac was a terrifying looking baby, actually. He had a full alien head. (laughs) Isaac is so cute now, but it took a while. took a while for (laughs) Isaac to get there. (laughs) So yeah, that's Baby Creed. Please, as I said, do not come into my comment section asking why he's lighter than Lux or saying he looks different than Lux, so he must have a different dad. I don't like that, and I I don't want to hear it. Um... If that's something that you want to speculate on, you can go to Teen Mom T account or whatever it is that's posting this. Yeah, so Creed is a cute little baby. Kale had the baby safely at home. Um, My friend, she posted a picture of the midwife who my friend Mandy, who listens to this podcast sometimes, I'm sure. Um, I don't know if she listens every week. Like, I don't know who listens to this podcast every week. But I know we met, you know, via Reddit. Uh, Mandy actually like worked with this woman and did all the photography for her like business and she said this midwife is really amazing and that if she had been able to get to Delaware like to do a birth uh, in time with her second child she would have had this midwife so I was really happy to see that Kale had like a certified midwife there. I'm happy that everybody is safe. I'm happy as we know Kale apparently ignored some doctor's orders and yeah so Kale had a home birth the baby's name is Creed. Creed is an ugly name, but I will say I've already like become desensitized to it. <laughs> yes, of course, it makes us all think of The Office. And Kale obviously doesn't watch The Office because I feel like if you watch The Office, you could like never name your baby Creed ever. Also, I think my friend Stas looked it up and it's in the top 300 names. So I guess it's one of those names that's coming up. Yeah. Is that all there is to say about Kale, I just, like, I cannot understand what the fuck she's doing with Chris. I cannot, I really can't understand it. And I think that she'll have another baby with him. I think in the next, like, year and a half, she'll have another baby with him. Like, I would not be surprised if by, what is it right now, August 2020, if by, like, September 2022, that's, like, two years from now, right, that she announces she's pregnant again. Like, I just won't be surprised. I don't see her and Chris like coming to an end ever unless she decides that she wants to make a change in her life um or Chris decides he wants to make a change in his life but I don't fucking know Chris from a hole in the wall so I'm gonna put this on Kale (laughs) if Kale wants to make a change she will and she can you know if Kale wants to get really serious about getting her chaotic life in order she can 
And I hope that she decides that because this is really, I don't know, it's just upsetting. Like when I think too hard about Kale, it just, it really, it makes me sad. It really makes me sad because I think Kale had a lot of potential to have a much more stable life and just like did not have the skills to do so. And that's really sad. And it's a result of being not raised by any parents because her alcoholic mom was never around. Oh, God. Baby Creed. Imagine (laughs) if you have a child named Creed. Look, I don't think it's actually the worst name. I think that Lux is the worst name. Although Tomlin makes the point that Lux will be a really cool name when he's a teenager. And I agree with that. Like if I think Lux is handsome and he will be handsome his whole life. So when Lux is like a handsome 16 year old, like that will be a cool name. But as an adult, I think I'd rather introduce myself as Creed over Lux because at least Creed is a name that people know. Okay, anyway, somebody asked me to talk about the Teen Mom 2 trailer. And I said, okay, I didn't really watch it. I think I watched it with the sound off, to be honest. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I'll watch it and react to it. And it actually was kind of interesting. Um, I think the first time I watched it, I didn't notice this. But it looks like because of Corona, a lot of this is self-filmed. I am interested to start seeing the rollout of like the Corona reality shows that are self-filmed. We've already seen that on The Real Housewives with a lot of their talking heads and then the reunions being done virtually. So I, I am interested in this when it comes to Teen Mom. It looks like they're going to do a lot of talking heads. And if you don't know what I mean by that, like I think they're officially called In the Moments and it's when you know, like when they sit there and explain what's going on, which Team Mom does not do, which is interesting that they never made that like a a point of Team Mom to do the talking heads. Like they just don't do that on their show. Stylistically, it's not part of their show, but I'm guessing because what they do instead is that they have a producer, especially since breaking the fourth wall, right? They have a producer just ask them all the questions that they would ask in the talking heads. So I'm guessing that this like talking head stuff is like they're this like the Corona version of talking with a like sitting with a producer on your couch. So I think that will be really interesting. Um, I think uh, Brianna getting an STD from Lewis will be very funny. I look, <laughs> I just think it's funny. Like. It's not a serious one, I think. I think it was, like, the clap or gonorrhea, which, like, you can get rid of with some antibiotics. Like, she's not going to have lifelong consequences, hopefully, from this. It's something that can be fixed. And it's just, like, you're so silly. You're so silly, Brie, to be still sleeping with Lewis and to do it without a condom. Brie moves into her new house in this season. I definitely will be interested in seeing that. Um, There wasn't a ton of Brie in the trailer beyond, like, the Lewis stuff. So who else is in this trailer? Chelsea, um, yeah, it's more about Aubrey. Aubrey and Adam, will we have to go to court again? I, I'm sure, I wonder if they're going to include up to um, Chelsea, like, announcing that she's pregnant and Kale having the baby. I would imagine that they want that to be on this season. So I'm guessing that will be on this season. And they do have a line of Chelsea going, is this corona thing serious? Which, like, I get. <laughs> 
Although, to be honest, I was tracking coronavirus, like, since January, and by mid-February, I, like, knew it was going to be very serious, and I remember I went to a birthday party, um, like, in the middle of February, and I had gone, like, food shopping that day, like, prep shopping, and I told someone that, and they're like, that's crazy. (laughs) And I was like, yeah, maybe it is. I was like, maybe it is. Maybe it's not, though. And it wasn't. I wasn't wrong. (laughs) I don't know. It was like, I... I just had a feeling that it was coming here. I don't think I could foresee what it looked like now, but I kind of knew that it was coming. So I think that would be interesting to see the moms talking about being in a pandemic and seeing how they do in the pandemic. I'm definitely looking forward to that. I'm also guessing a lot of Chelsea's storyline is just going to be her building her house, which is like, fine, fine, you know, okay. Uh, Okay, let's talk about Jade next, right after a quick break. Okay, as you guys know, I think Jade was a great addition to Team Mom 2. I think it was a really good idea that they brought her on to replace Chanel. I think, personally, I think she was the better choice than Ashley. Ashley and Barr, if you're following them on Instagram, is... It's really dark. Right now they're in like the playing happy family part of it. And it's really hard for me to watch. And like people be in the comments like, oh, you're back together. And Ashley will like chew them out for it. And she's like, this is my family. I love my family. And it's like, okay, you look so dumb right now. Like we you are the one that posted that picture of Barb passed out on the floor and then told us that he got arrested for an alcohol related offense i believe a dui and holly was involved in this somehow because then there was a cps investigation you are the one that put that online we only know that because you chose to share that <laughs> then she posts a picture of them um like the three of them at like a lake or something and he has on the the ankle bracelet, that's not house arrest, but it detects alcohol. If you'll remember, famously, Lindsay Lohan had one. Remember that picture of her in a bikini with a surfboard and the anklet on her bra- or the ankle bracelet on? And he's smoking a blunt and she's drinking and people are just like, this is not a great look. <laughs> it's going to blow up again. But as I've said, I think Ashley and Barr are going to be doing this possibly their whole lives. Like, I do not see an end for Ashley and Barr. I really do not, which is depressing. Um, where was I? Jade. So Jade's preview felt a little scary. I'll be honest. It felt a little scary. It seems like at one point, maybe after last year's reunion, was there a reunion last year? Did they not? They didn't do a reunion, right? Because of Corona, we didn't have to watch a reunion. Was that OG or Teen Mom 2? Guys, (laughs) I can't remember, but it looks like they're in an MTV conference room, her and her mom, and they're just screaming at each other. Jade's about to hit her mom. Every time they get to Jade, she's like, I don't want to do this. And she's fighting and screaming. And I'll be honest, like, I'm here for it. I am here for it because I think that Jade's level of drama is just something that I like to watch. I think it's kind of like the good amount. I think when I say that, the issue with Ashley and Barr is Shen, right? Barr's mom. I think if Barr's mom, Shen, was not involved, then I think that Ashley and Barr would be the more interesting couple. But as you guys know, I'm the Goldilocks of drama. I can't have too much or too little. And Shen pushes the whole family to too much. Oh, another thing is Ashley says that her and Barr get along when they're not doing the show because when they're doing the show, they have to talk to each other's parents and that's where all their problems are. And I'm like, 
okay, but once again, you weren't doing the show when Barr got arrested in January, December, whenever that was. So, okay, sure. But Shen is, like, the element that really, like, pushes them to the edge and, like, over the edge, the cliff of too much drama. Like, Shen is just really next level. And I think if Barr had a normal parent, I would actually have preferred them to be on the show because I think that Ashley's... I think Ashley is a more interesting character or part well first of all I think Ashley's beautiful so I would just like for her to be on my TV and I think that Ashley and Barr have such an interesting dynamic and them being like best friends but then like they hate each other I think Holly is possibly the cutest baby in the entire series um so I would like to see that and I think if it was there wasn't Shen the pastor T and drama would be just fine but between Ashley and Shen not getting along pastor T and uh Barr not Ashley and Barr not getting along. Barr and Pastor T not getting along. Uh, and then with the Shen of it all, it just pushes them over the ledge. So Jade, I think, like, her main issue, so she doesn't get along with Sean all the time, right? And then she doesn't get along with her mom. So I think because they don't have, like, if Sean had a crazy mom that was in the mix too, I'm sure I would feel the same way. Um, I like an element of like violent screaming on Teen Mom. I'll just be honest. I think we all do. It's why Janelle is our favorite because of the element of like violent screaming. Like her and Barb are very, I think you guys know what I mean when I say violent screaming, right? Like a scream that, I don't know, in, in, intuitively I can hear and I'm sure most people can, like when a fight sounds like it's just a verbal altercation and somebody may be really mean and cruel and it's like unnecessary there is a certain level of violence in the way that jade and her mom scream at one another that is interesting it is interesting and it's like at any moment they could break out into a fight um yeah at any moment the two of them could start brawling so that's that's interesting and I'm looking forward to seeing Jade this season um look I think that Jade is veering down the path of like a bad I'm worried about Jade's mental health I guess I'm worried about what the exposure to television is going to do for her I think because I'm watching this show when I'm 32 years old and I'm not I don't know when did Team Mom come on there when I was like 21. I'm not 21. I think I'm like more hyper aware. And also we've seen the effect of this show on the other moms that came from really unstable families, right? So I'm very worried about how this all plays out for Jade. Um and I really hope she breaks up with Sean. I don't know if her and Sean are together right now. I don't think I've seen her post anything about Sean in a while. I don't think I've seen Sean post anything at all. But it's also possible that my shitty Instagram algorithm just isn't giving me their content. So that's Jade. Her and her mom are going to have violent screaming fests. Um, uh, who else is on the show? Leah. Whew. Leah admits in the preview, she goes, I've never talked about this, but I was addicted to prescription pain meds. So that's thrilling. Thrilled to have that on. <laughs> I'll see how that comes up, but I am looking forward to them talking about it. I am. Is that everybody who's on Team Mom 2? Oh, Kale. Kale's more of the same, right? She's pregnant. <laughs> She's angry. She's upset. I'm assuming that will be her whole season. Pregnant, angry, and upset. <laughs> okay, let's get into this week. So, here's the deal. I took notes on an episode. Specifically the episode where I'm still in Team Mom OG. The older, the seasons I've been talking about, season 
five, I guess. I'm like, or I'm still in like a Matt and Amber phase. So I wanted to watch the one where Matt and Amber get married in Vegas, or he tries to pressure her into getting married in Vegas. And it was really good, the Matt and Amber part, but the rest of the episode was pretty dry. And then I was like, hmm, I'd like to also see what it's like when Amber found out about Matt's kids. So then I went back and took notes on that. Can you tell my ADD medicine is working? (laughs) So I decided that I'm going to do this greatest hits of Matt and Amber episode. (laughs) Because their relationship is so interesting to me. It's just, it's just so interesting to me. And the rest of the episodes were pretty dry. Like at least, oh shit. I have the wrong notes up, at least as far as, like, the other women. You know, like, Macy, who cares? Ferris was even very boring. She just went to hypnotherapy with Deb. Like, it was boring. And Tyler's and Kate's, like, literally nothing happened. So here we are at Amber. So I guess we'll start. I'm going to go in chronological order. So we're going to start with Season 5, Episode 6, which is called Skeletons. Now, Amazon has finally separated Teen Mom OG and Teen Mom 2. They used to be all under the the headline Teen Mom, and they did volumes for seasons, so it would be like volume 20, because they would do the seasons in order, and between Teen Mom 2 and Teen Mom OG. So that was annoying. Now they've separated them, but they have separated them into the A and B seasons, so they'll be like two season fives. (laughs) So I think this is the second season five. Also, I realized I had an MTV Hits uh, package that I definitely meant to cancel. I went to pay for this episode and it was like, this is free under your MTV Hits package. And I'm like, wow, how long have I been paying $5.99 a month and not realized because it's on my fucking Amazon card and I don't really look at the charges there and just pay the bill. I am terrible with money. (laughs) But yeah, that's something if you guys don't know and you want to watch all of Teen Mom, like all of Teen Mom, you can get an MTV hits package with Amazon and it's pretty cheap. I'm pretty sure it's $5.99 and they do a free trial too, which is why I'm sure I have this because I signed up for the free trial. <laughs> um, Yeah, so if you're looking for this, I believe it's the second season five. They need to add 5A and 5B. I don't know why they're not adding A and B or just having them all as one season, but this is what Amazon is doing. So as I said, this is called Skeletons. Um, So it starts out with Crystal and Amber going to get pedicures. And Amber is talking with Crystal about, like, Matt and Boston. And, well, not Boston, but Matt. And she's like, you know, I just never expected to fall in love with Matt because he's a Boston guy. A city guy. (laughs) I was like, what? (laughs) When she said, like, because he's from Boston, like, I thought she was going to be like, I just he lives in Boston so I thought it was like impossible like that I would understand but when she was like he's a city guy (laughs) I found that to be very weird um so the pedicurist because they're Crystal's not even really asking these questions like the the nail tech is asking these questions and when she's like well was it hard for Matt to move here and Amber goes yeah it was really hard for Matt to move because of his kids his kids just went to college I've met his son and his daughter I felt like that was important I was like, Amber, what? What is she talking about that it was hard for Matt to move? We saw him sneak move in on her. We watched that on TV. (laughs) 
that he came to visit. He went home for 18 hours, gave up his apartment, and moved in with her. What the fuck is she talking about? <laughs> uh, and at this time, she thinks that Matt has a son and a daughter. Okay. She also says that she put Matt through test because she didn't want to be with someone who just wanted to be with her for being on TV. Makes total sense. I think that... Unfortunately, I think that Amber is going to have a really hard time ever finding a match for her. Well, first of all, I don't think that Amber can be a good partner until she kind of deals with some of her issues, right? But I think it's going to be really hard for Amber to ever find a guy that's not into her for TV. Really hard. Matt, Andrew, and now Dimitri. Like, we know what's up with all that, you know? Look, I may believe that Andrew is a victim of abuse. I do. But, like, do I think that Andrew moved his ass to Gary, Indiana, or wherever they live, Anderson, Indiana, so that he could be on TV and not have to work and, like, use Amber's money to day trade? Yeah, of course. (laughs) Of course. Do I think Dimitri is going to, like, give up his citizenship in Denmark so that he can move to America and be on TV? Yeah, I do. I do think that that is what's happening. And I think that's going to be Amber's case forever, which is sad. Like, it is sad. It's really sad. And I don't know why it feels more like that's going to be Amber's case forever than everybody else. But it really does. Like, Amber feels like that's, she, out of everybody on this franchise, like, she's going to have the hardest time with that. So... Then we get a scene of Gary sitting at his computer, and this is very obviously MTV setup. So Christina comes over, and he's like, Matt has five court cases for seven kids. And they're like, what? They're like, this is so weird. They're looking up his court records, a.k.a. (laughs) that Ashley found his court cases, revealed that he had at least seven children. MTV saw that and made Gary talk about it on camera. Um, but I will say it's like kind of, they did a pretty good job, not just presenting it from the producers. They look at these kids and they're like, well, they all are from different places. Some of the kids even have the last name Bear, Bayer, like this is, they believe it. They are, you can tell that they are like, this is definitely true. Um, Christina's like, wow, they all live in different states and different cities. This is so weird. And Gary basically says he moved here to Indiana for some girl, but he has five or seven kids at home, but he doesn't, that he doesn't see. And now he wants to hang with my daughter, which yes, Gary, (laughs) that is a red flag. Thank you for acknowledging that, Gary. (laughs) Then we get a scene of Amber and Matt with Leah going to look at wedding venues. Now, Something I forgot about was how often Amber was with Leah when she was with Matt. I really forgot about this. Like she almost every every single episode that I've watched that Matt's been in the picture, we've seen Leah or there has been like a feasible reason for Leah not being there. Of course, part of it is because she was younger. Um, They've talked about part of the reason that she doesn't want to go over to Amber's as much as because now she's older and has activities and friends and stuff like that. But I think we all know that Amber skips visits. She's unable to have visits because of her depression and that Leah probably doesn't love going over there. And but Amber was with Leah a lot, like for a whole weekend. And I think because Matt encouraged that, like for all of Matt's faults and who knows what his motives were. I don't think Matt was like a pedophile. I'm not saying that, but like who knows what Matt's motives were to do this because he's a con man. So I don't trust anything that he does. Um, But he would 
drive Amber to Gary's house, pick up Leah, and as far as I know, he would then be Leah's primary caretaker the whole weekend. And Amber didn't really have to do anything except hang with Leah. Matt was the one that was in charge of feeding her, getting her up, putting her to bed. Like, Matt seemed to be the one that was taking care of Leah the most between him and Amber. And I wonder if after Matt left, like, it's not it's not surprising to me that after Matt left, she started seeing Leah a lot less. And I would guess with Andrew, he maybe just wasn't interested in doing that, like, which I don't blame him for. Like, I'm sure, I don't know, maybe Andrew didn't even realize that, like, that was what happened with Matt and Leah. Like, maybe Andrew had no idea that the, that Amber used to see Leah every other weekend and get her for the whole weekend and that it seemed like the driving force behind this was Matt. Maybe Andrew just wasn't interested in, like, being a dad to a kid that wasn't his, which is fair enough. Like, obviously he would be her stepdad if she came around, but the step-parent doesn't need to be the driving force behind a parent seeing their child. I hope that makes sense. But I really forgot about how often they had her and how much Leah interacted with Matt. And if you'll remember, when Amber, when Matt fails his, uh, his test, his lie, his lie detector test. Amber's like, Leah's going to be so upset. Leah's going to be so upset. And I remember at the time being like, Leah's not going to be upset. What the fuck is she talking about? But I think with time, I get it. I think that Matt and Leah were very close. <laughs> I think that Matt was the one taking care of Leah on the weekends. So they go to look at these venues. Um, the lady asks what Amber's vision for the wedding is. And she says, a lot of white, a lot of velvet. Really elegant. <laughs> Velvet? <laughs> oh, that really, that really cracked me up. Um, then Amber goes, why do people say when you get married, things go downhill? And you can tell this wedding venue lady is like, what? Like, what the fuck am I supposed to say to this? She's like an older woman. She goes, well, um, if you marry your best friend, then it doesn't. It just gets better. It was such a funny, weird scene. Like, when she's, like, asking the, the wedding venue lady, like, is this going to be bad if we get married? Are we going to hate each other? <laughs> Oy. So Gary goes to see his custody lawyer and basically wants to talk to her about Matt and this new information he has about Matt, which I think made a lot of sense. He does tell her that Leah has been going to her visits, that Amber and Leah have been getting along well and everything seems good there. And the lawyer's like, so do you, are you worried about uh, Leah in her care? And Gary says, well, no, I'm not, except, and he brings up the Matt stuff. And the lawyer is like, okay, um, this is not great. Like, she acknowledges that this is a red flag and that this is worrisome. And she doesn't, she's not like, let's stop custody Let's start, like, let's change her visits. Like, she definitely isn't gung-ho about, like, doing anything with this information. But I think she was glad that Gary brought it to her and definitely seemed to take pause at the information. I wrote down a note that says, the lawyer thinks that Amber is being immature, but if, oh, okay. Um, so basically the lawyer is like, look. Amber is obviously in a bad relationship. Like, she doesn't say it like this, but when she's like, Amber's obviously being immature, what she means is, like, Amber is clearly, like, not in a smart choice relationship. She says, but if Leah's having fun with her mom, that's good. Basically being like, 
as long as this isn't impacting Leah, then like it's okay that Matt is doing. Like it is what it is. Um, she does like Gary's like, I don't know if I should trust him. And the lawyer's like, I don't blame you. And he says, should I tell Amber about this? And the lawyer says, yeah, I mean, I think you should, which of course he should. Um, I guess that Ashley didn't post this first. How did this come out first? Because Gary genuinely surprises Amber on camera. At least it seems genuinely surprised. Um, if this had come out on the Ashley first, like what I kind of wonder what happened is if a production person got a tip about Matt. Like I wonder if maybe one of Matt's like baby moms like contacted production and told them about this. So then they had Gary look it up and then they leaked the information to the Ashley shortly after this was filmed. Because like we knew about Matt's kids by the time this aired, but to me, at least, like, I'm 99% sure that when Amber finds out from Gary, like, that is the first time she is hearing of this. Of course, later she tried to save face, like, a while later she tried to save face that she actually knew about it, um, which she doesn't. And she does not claim that she does in, like, this episode or the next episode. <laughs> Once she realizes how bad it is, then she's like, oh, no, 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 I knew about it. But I, yeah, that must have been what happened. Someone must have tipped tipped off a producer or maybe production just randomly decided to run a background check on him and saw it and gave Eric Gary the information and then shortly after they filmed one of the production people talked to the Ashley because the Ashley has some production sources I was gonna say had because they've definitely gone downhill in the last couple years but the Ashley's always talked to people in production off the record so or like had their name off the record so that is probably what happened so Gary, I guess, didn't see it on the Ashley. Gary saw it, the court cases that a producer found. Okay, so they go to drop off Leah, and they're driving in the car. Of course, Matt is driving, Amber's in the passenger seat, and Leah's in the back seat. And Matt's like, I wonder if Gary's going to come out of the house. And Amber's like, ugh, I don't know. And then Matt goes, what a phony bastard. Like, first of all, the word phony is so funny to me. All phony makes me think of is Holden Caulfield and Catcher in the Rye, and I hate Holden Caulfield and Catcher in the Rye. Hate, hate, hate. I hate the Catcher in the Rye. <laughs> I remember in high school reading this, and I think you guys know, like, I am a reader, and especially in high school, I, like, read a lot. Before, like, a smartphone killed my ability to, like, concentrate on books, like, reading books for a long amount of time, I read a ton. I read so much. And especially in high school, um, I I just loved to read. I would read all the time in my classes and stuff like that. And so I remember reading Catcher in the Rye and being like, what? Why do people like this? Like, expecting it to be, like, an American classic that I was going to relate to and love and it was not that. I remember I was in 10th grade and I just switched to public school. And at that time, I didn't have a ton of friends at public school. Like I had friends, but not a ton of friends. And um, we had, you know, as most schools do, like five lunch periods. And I had a lunch period with, well, my best friend, Megan, that we're still best friends. But just the two of us. But sometimes she would have to do stuff during lunch. So I would actually go to the library a lot during lunch. And I would just read at the library during lunch or go on the computer. And because I just, like, didn't have a ton of friends to sit with yet. Um, that, like, eventually changed. And I 
made like and you only a certain amount of people could go to the library so I remember I would like get to school before I went to homeroom I would go up and I would get a library pass for that lunch like I loved going to the library <laughs> I haven't thought about that in a long time like it wasn't like I was skipping lunch because I had no friends but I just like didn't like the people that I sat with and I was like I'd rather go to the library and read books or go on the computer this is more entertaining to me and then junior year, I'd made a ton of friends. And, like, my best, like, all of my favorite friends were in my lunch period. And same for senior year. So I think I mostly stopped doing that um, after sophomore year. But, by the way, it's, like, hard to switch schools in 10th grade because, all like, everybody kind of made friends in 9th grade. And, or, well, really in my school, what it was is that everybody's known each other since middle school. Um if not elementary school, and I went to public school from K through five, then one private school in sixth and seventh, and another one in eighth and ninth, both very small. You knew everybody, easy to make friends. So I did have friends at the public school that I'd gone to elementary school with, people in my neighborhood, you know, Allison, my friend that passed away. Like, I had people, but it was harder to make friends because I feel like in ninth grade when the middle schools, we had three middle schools in our district, and they would, like, feed into the high school so one of one of the middle schools got like broken up and so like a lot of new kids were coming in in ninth grade this is useless I need to stop talking about this (laughs) where was I phony bastard (laughs) I just like blacked into what I was saying it was like let's shut up (laughs) I was a loser that went to the library in 10th grade um okay so also calling Gary a bastard in front of Leah is really inappropriate really inappropriate Okay, so Gary comes outside when Lee is there, and Amber immediately gets aggressive with him. She's like, why is he coming outside? Why is he coming outside? You never come outside. And he rolls down the window, and Gary, she rolls down the window, and Gary's like, I need to talk to you. And she goes, no, and rolls up the window. I'd forgotten that this is when Amber was pretending that she wanted, like, 50-50 custody of Leah and Gary had primary custody and Leah just had or Amber just had visitation and she was really mad about that and they had just like she had to pay him child support and I think they had just settled all of that I kind of forgot about that because it's just so hard to imagine Amber like wanting to spend so much time with Leah because she rarely sees her these days as far as we know So Gary goes, I have something for you and holds up a piece of paper. And she's like, what is that? She thought he was going to be serving her with more like custody stuff. So she gets out of the car and Gary goes, she goes up to the porch where Gary's standing. She goes, he says, I'm giving this to you. I don't know if it's true, but do you know how many kids Matt has? And Amber's like, you can tell Amber is very confused. She, this is a genuine reality TV moment. This was not reshot. Amber did not know about this before. She's like, yeah, I I know. And Gary goes, how many? And she says, two. And Gary goes, he has seven. <laughs> so she looks at the paper and she's like, these aren't his kids. These are his kids right here. She points to the two that she, like that she knows. She's like, these are his kids. But this is a mistake. This this isn't his kids. She goes, I've talked to his exes. These are not his kids. And Gary's like, okay, but like they are hitting him up for child support now. And four out of the five kids have Bayer as a last name. <laughs> now I'm a little conf- I don't remember the exact details of how we got to the number seven because it seems like Amber knew about two of the kids 
on the sheet because she says these are his kids. So I wonder, I don't, I'm not sure how we got to seven at that point, but it seems like there are five kids on there and Amber recognized at least one of the names because she points to it. But as Gary points out, four out of the five kids have Matt's last name. And Amber's like, this is impossible. If this was the case, he would have went to jail 10 years ago because she can see like how much child support he owes to different people. Um, And this is when she gets, like, really mad. Because Gary's like, okay, don't shoot the messenger. And Amber is obviously, like, super mad because he brought this up on camera. Amber really hates when people bring bring things up on camera, which I guess I get. Um, She's really, that's why she was so mad when, remember when Amber called, or Farrah called Amber to tell her. I should have, I should have done that episode too, but I, I would have had to find it. It would have been a whole thing. Remember when Farrah called Amber to tell her about Matt had been like tweeting at her and other teen moms. And it was actually a really good conversation. And they had like a good conversation. And Amber was like, thank you for telling me. I appreciate that. I think why Amber ultimately got mad at that, my suspicion has always been that Amber didn't realize that was filmed. And she was very mad when she found that it was filmed and felt like she was set up for the show. Amber often feels set up, and that's when she gets the most mad. When she when Amber feels like she's been set up by whoever, she really that's like the trigger for Amber. If she feels like someone is setting her up to look stupid on camera. So she's, this is when she starts yelling. She's like, you just really pissed me off. And she walks back to the car and she gives the paper to Matt. And you can kind of, Matt, I wonder what was going through Matt's mind. She's like, look at what he did. Look at that. And she goes back to Gary to scream at him. And she's like, I've been with this man for over a year. I think I know him. You should talk to me or talk to him before you do something like this in front of the cameras before everyone thinks something. That's it. Amber's so mad that he did this on camera. And Gary's like, okay, okay. And Amber's like, no, look at me. Now I'm going to have to prove in front of millions of people. I took this word for word, by the way. Ugh, this is ridiculous. Be quiet. Because Gary's like trying to interrupt her. Um, She doesn't finish her thought on the I'm going to have to prove in front of millions of people thing. But what she's saying is like, I'm going to have to prove in front of millions of people that this isn't true and I'm not an idiot and Matt's not a liar. Leah's in the back seat this whole time. When she popped out of the car, I was like, oh, fuck. Leah didn't, he didn't, Gary didn't have Leah go inside first. And this is when Gary's like, I'm sure production was like, do you want to confront Amber about this on camera? And Gary's like, absolutely. Let's do it when she drops off Leah. Like, Gary, especially at this point, because Emily, I noticed when I was watching these episodes, baby Emily is less than a year old. And as we know, he was fucking around with Amber until Christina got pregnant. So he and Amber were still doing their back and forth thing, what, 18 months before that? And so you can tell that Gary's still really into pushing Amber's buttons at this point. I don't think he really does it anymore. Um, I think that he has grown out of that. I also wonder if, like, Amber's too, like, too, it's, like, too sad for him to do it because Amber's in such a bad place. But Gary is definitely loving this. He's loving this. And she's like, boo-boo, don't worry about that. And Leah's like, I didn't really know what you were talking about. Leah is so fucking mature for her age. And this is because she had to learn too much stuff as a child. I don't think this is like a... I don't say that as a compliment to Leah. I say that as like, Leah is too knowledgeable for her age. If you remember, Princess and I forever ago did an episode on being Amber when she 
the episode where they film her getting out of prison. You should go back and listen to that because we talk a lot about how like emotionally aware Leah is in this episode. She literally turns five during that episode and she is like, mommy, I'll sleep next to you tonight because I know that you miss sleeping next to me. Like she is like comforting Amber like when she was five years old and Leah absolutely knew to like pop out of the car with a smile on her face and be like, I didn't really know what you guys are talking about. Because she knew that's what Amber wanted to hear. So they get in the car and Matt's like, I don't even know what half this shit is. And Amber says, these are women that filed shit on you. And for him to do this on TV pisses me off. Now people are going to think you have all these fucking kids. And remember, he does. I think Matt has had like two kids since he left Amber. Matt possibly has like 11 kids now. Because I remember more and more kids kept coming out. And I think at one point, Ashley had the count up. The Ashley had the count up to nine. I'm pretty sure the count was up to nine with two of them being formally adopted. But I would still count them as far as like how many kids that he's been responsible for being born. And then I think he's had at least one or two more since then um, with some lady in Vegas. I think he married her and then they had kids and they're already broken up and he's already doing deadbeat shit. (laughs) Um, She's like, this doesn't even make any sense. And Matt is like in silence and she's like, so you're not going to say anything? You're just going to sit there? And Matt's like, "Uh, I don't know. I think I just was loud enough to piss my dog off. That upset my dog. (laughs) She's barking. So they are home and Heather is doing her thing where she sits on the floor. Remember, I pointed out that Heather is the producer for Amber and Farah, and she's always like making herself very small and like speaking in a calming voice to get them to talk to her. Um, Amber's really mad. Larry is also here. If you don't remember, Larry is an, like an executive producer. So the main totem pole guy is Morgan J. Freeman. Then be- my This is my understanding. Morgan J. Freeman. Then below Morgan J. Freeman is Larry. Then I think below, right before below Larry is Kiki. Because Kiki is also a producer on Team Mom OG. So a lot of times when Larry's there, Kiki will come too. And they also kind of send, even though Kiki mostly works with Kate and Tyler at this point, they will send Kiki around to talk to them when there are issues. So I think it's like, Michael J. Freeman, Larry, Kiki, and then like the rest of just like the production, the producers of the show. So Larry is there. Oh, because this is the next day. Got it. And Larry's like, I think we just need to talk about what happened yesterday. I'm kind of guessing they had Larry fly in because Amber flipped the fuck out. And Amber's like, I'm not doing this show anymore because she felt set up. And Matt says, you know, he's clearly afraid of this custody issue and he can't attack her. So he thought he would attack me. I guess at this point, Amber was trying to get more custody. Amber says, and as I said, I'm, I transcribe this word for word. Amber says he waited for the cameras because he wants me to look as bad as I possibly can. I don't know where Gary got this information, and I want to believe this man I've been with. But it's, but if it's true, and this is where she starts to cry, I'm just going to look like a naive little girl, and it breaks my heart. I don't love a lot of people, and I love him. If it's true, I'm going to feel really stupid. And this is how we know that Amber knew none of this beforehand, (laughs) not just because of her reaction at Gary, but she says right there she doesn't know what's true and what's not. Matt just sits there petting the dog. He just sits there petting the dog. He looks so calm. It's so eerie. And the episode ends with Amber saying, a person can only be so strong before they just break. They can't go through prison and addiction and a custody battle and this and all of that and be okay. I'm breaking. This is just, I can't, I can't even believe this. I just want my kid and I want to be happy. 
I want to be happy with her. I don't even care about anything else. Oof, tough. So I decided I also wanted to watch the follow-up episode to that, Season 5B, Episode 7, Forgive and Forget, because I wanted to see how the dust settled. So Amber starts with a voiceover letting us know that things have been tough since Gary accused Matt of having more kids than I knew about. (laughs) That's a funny voiceover. (laughs) I love when they have to voiceover in a calm voice like something fucking crazy. Like, I've been really upset since I found out Matt had seven kids and he told me he only had two. (laughs) She says dealing with it in front of the cameras has been hard. And this is when Morgan shows up. Because I'm guessing Larry being there didn't calm things down. I'm guessing she's still upset. And Morgan says, I know there's lots of feelings and concerns with how the last shoot went. Um, Kiki's also there too. So they pulled in the big guns. I'm really guessing at this point Amber was like, I'm done with the show. I quit. I'm not doing this anymore. I'm over this. So they send in everybody to convince her that it's okay. Morgan's like, I just want to get an understanding and see how you're feeling. So Amber says, you know, it's been really horrible because of what Gary did with the documents about the kids. And we fight and go through a lot of shit right now because of what's going on. All seven of the kids aren't his, but I think a couple might be because of the way that he was in his past. If that's the case, then we're going to figure it out. But I don't want him to look crazy on TV. I have no, I have to deal with what I have to deal with every day because of my past. But this man does not deserve to have his past on camera. He didn't sign up for this. Basically, her thing is that, like, she is judged enough for her past and she wants Matt just to be judged on the present. Because remember, Matt had told her he was a drug addict, he was a degenerate, he's a deadbeat, he had all the same issues as Amber. Remember, I don't believe Matt to be a drug addict. Um, There's been a lot of people that have come out and been like, I I never saw Matt doing drugs. The way he talks about it is very weird. As Tomlin and I pointed out when they asked him what kind of drugs he did, he was like, same as Amber. Um, I just don't, I don't believe that Matt is a drug addict. I think that that was his in with Amber, an in, because he knew that, he knew that was his in. He was going to pretend to be a drug addict and they could relate. And Amber's just like, he shouldn't be judged on his past. Like, I agreed to do this, but he didn't agree to do this. And I would say, yes, you did. (laughs) Yes, he did. He agreed to do that when he came on TV. (laughs) Like, that's what happens when you come on TV. Kiki is like... But this is why people love you, Amber, because you're so inspirational, because you have a past and you people still forgive you and you forgive people of the past. Ugh! and Matt's like, this is a shock to all of us. And Amber was like, I thought he was giving me papers about custody. And she says, I've had. Oh, I think this is Matt. I've had plenty of time to process this. The difference between me and Gary is pretty simple. The things that happened in my life happened 25 years ago, and they were all drug-induced. He's just a bad person currently. All he's trying to do is embarrass me and hurt her. That's a crazy thing for Matt to say. First of all, 25 years ago, I believe some of those kids were like 10 and 11. Um, Also, well, I guess if he never paid, they could still be suing him forever. But it wasn't 25 years ago because they're active, like, child support cases. I guess so if you're in their rears, like the person could keep suing. But my understanding is most of those kids were under the age of 18 or a significant amount of them, three at least, were under the age of 18. So to be like 25 years ago and I did that because I was a drug addict, so it doesn't count. And Gary's just a piece of shit. Calling Gary a bad person is... He's mad and he needs to shift the blame. And he, what he knows he has to do, what Matt knows he has to do is 
get Amber to be mad at Gary for this and put the blame on Gary and how Gary set them up. And this is all Gary's fault. And like, why did he do this on TV? And I bet like if he just keeps talking like that and talking like that, then Amber kind of forgets about the kids and being bad, mad about the kids. And then it's the two of them versus Gary. It's very smart of Matt, actually. Uh, Amber says he needed to do this because he needed the cameras. It helps him out with his custody battle, which I don't agree with. And I thought at this point they had already settled. I, I agreed he did it on camera, but I don't like because he wanted to. But I don't think he did it for custody's sake. I think he did it for TV sake. Um, Matt says, and what sucks about it is I take care of his kid when she's here. We have the closest possible relationship that you can have with a child who's not biologically hers, yours. Does he think it hurt me? It doesn't hurt me. It hurt her and it had the potential to hurt Leah. Now, for Matt to be like, that doesn't hurt me is a crazy thing to say. And what he's doing is once again, like shifting all of the blame onto Gary and being like, I'm not embarrassed about any of this. This was my past. You knew I was a junkie drug addict, so none of this counts. But how dare Gary bring this up? Also, this is Matt acknowledging that he's the one that takes care of Leah. Um, And that's like kind of the end of what I wanted to talk about there. The rest of the episode is it's Leah's birthday and Amber's really upset because she's not there with him with them. So they go and drop a present off for her at nighttime and Matt, like, it's very awkward, and then Matt gets, like, breaks the ice by being like, Gary, the kitchen looks great. (laughs) Because you do need to be civil, and Matt actually did a really good job of it. And when they get in the car, Amber's like, like, you gave a shit about what his house looked like. Matt's like, no, like, I did think the kitchen looked good because they'd been doing renovation. He said, not to mention I was being diplomatic. And Amber goes, in what way? Because I don't think Amber knows what diplomatic means. <laughs> uh, uh, Matt's like, I was just being friendly. And Andrew's like, or Andrew's like, Amber's like, don't be overly friendly. Because you know, like, you know that um, Amber is like always worried about Matt being on Gary's side and not her side. Okay, let's talk about the final episode Oh, fuck. Did I not write down what episode this is? It's season 6B, the second season. They go to Las Vegas for... They go to Las Vegas. So uh, you'll find it. (laughs) So their neighbors... Remember this elderly couple that was their neighbors and Matt and Amber's friends, Wayne and Annette? (laughs) They're going to get married in Vegas this weekend, so Matt and Amber are going. Amber and Annette go to pick up her wedding dress, and Amber is like... You know, what's kept you together all these years through your hard times? And Annette is like, well, you know, I just love him. And after a while, I accepted that, like, he's going to do him and I'm going to do me. And that's what works, which fair enough. And Amber's like, no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't let him do him because we've been through much so much shit. It would blow your mind. I'm guessing the kids missing money, physical fights, cheating. By this point, Matt and Amber's relationship is in a really bad place. I believe they break up. Like, I believe at the end of this season is when they go on couples therapy and they break up. Um, She's like, you know, I just, I can forgive him, but I can't forget it. Which, to me, means you're not really forgiving him. If you can't, I think it's like a silly phrase, you know, because like, if you do forgive him, then you move past it. And like, true forgiveness comes in moving past it. Um... Amber says that she like 
she wants there to be trust between them, but it's not there. So then they're in Vegas and they're going to look at the chapel the day before Wayne and Annette get married. And they're looking at the chapels and Matt's like, babe, let's get married. Let's get married. He said, I already talked to Boo Boo about it. First of all, gives me creeps when he calls Leah Boo Boo. And he's like, I sent her a text and she said, yeah, do it. I want Brooklyn to be my sister. Her name might be Bailey, whatever. One of Amber's kids or one of Matt's kids, one of Amber's kids, one of Matt's kids. And then apparently Christina sent him a text and was like, ah, Leah's so excited. She has a huge smile on her face. And she just told everyone that you're going to get married in Vegas. And Amber's like, no, I can't get married without her. And then Matt does this. Uh, the gaslighting in this episode is, this episode is actually scary. Like, it's actually scary the way that Matt acts in this episode. Because he goes, I'm just playing around. You don't need to embarrass me in front of everyone. I'm just joking. I'm obviously joking. And it's like, well, no, you're not joking because you texted Leah about it. If you were joking, you wouldn't have texted Leah. And Amber's like, what? Why Why are you embarrassed? And he's like, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So they're walking around the like the chapel a little more. And they go to look at a room where Annette and Wayne are getting married. And Matt's like, come on. Let's get married right here. What do you say, baby? And Amber's like... You know, I'm so scared. I'm petrified. But yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Everybody cheers like this is a good thing. Amber starts crying. She's like, wait, I need a minute. I need to call my brother. Because as you know, Amber really loves her brother, Sean, also known as Bubby. He is really important to her. He is her father figure. And she knew that he would be upset if she just eloped. Because at this point, she knows that the Leah thing, like, didn't work. Like, he steamrolled past that Leah thing. And I think that Amber knew in her heart he wouldn't be able to steamroll past Bubby. Like, I think she knew that Leah really did love Matt and that they had a good relationship and that Leah would say yes um, for Matt. And so she couldn't use that excuse, but she she knew what Sean would say. She knew Sean would say no, and that's what she wanted to hear or else she wouldn't have called him. Because she, no matter what, she knew Sean would say no. And if she really didn't want, she really wanted to marry him, she just wouldn't have called Sean and dealt with it later. So she calls Bubby. She goes into a different room to call Bubby. And Matt's kind of like standing like to the side of it. And Amber's like, hey, how would you feel if we, me and Matt get married uh, today and then we have a ceremony later? And Sean's like, I mean, it wouldn't be cool. And Amber's like, so you'd be mad? (laughs) And he's like, I mean, it's your life. You need to do what you need to do. This is not my life, but I'm not thrilled about it. It was actually a very reasonable answer. I have a lot of problems with Sean. First of all, he's like a crazy trumper. Second of all, he is constantly defending Amber's bad behavior. Constantly, especially when it came to Andrew. He said a lot of really awful shit about like, really excusing Amber in a way that I thought was inexcusable. And it's like, you just, I understand that's your sister and you don't need to come out swinging against her, but just like, don't go on Twitter and defend her. Just ignore everything that's on Twitter. Like, just don't make a statement. I feel like so many people don't realize that they can just not make a statement. (laughs) If you are not like, if your statement is not going to be well received, like then just don't say anything. Silence sometimes really is the best option. So Amber's like, well, okay, that's all I needed to hear. And she hangs up the phone. And Matt's like, well, what did he say? And Amber's like, 
he said he'd be really pissed off. My whole family will be, my family really cares about this. And this is where Matt starts to get more aggressive. And he's like, well, what did he say? And then he goes, and Amber's like about to talk. And he goes, because I heard what he said. I wonder if he was on speakerphone because they record most of their phone calls on speakerphone so the audience can hear it. And he's like, so now you don't want to do it. And Amber's like, I want to marry you. Just not like this. Just not like this. I want my family to be here. And Matt's like, okay, let's not talk about it anymore. Let's just not talk about it. And Amber's like, but you're making me feel bad. And Matt's like, what am I doing? What am I doing? How am I making you feel bad? I'm not doing anything. And Amber's like, I just want Leah to be here. And it's so jarring how to watch Matt switch because then he realizes that he's kind of back to like he needs to comfort Amber so she doesn't flip so he like totally calms down he hugs her and he's like it's okay babe I love you it's fine it's fine we're just gonna get married a different time who cares like this is totally fine we're gonna get there when married when Leah's here and I totally understand 100% but he says I will say what your brother just did is wrong what your brother did to you is wrong. And Amber whispers to him. It's very, it's very interesting to see this, the way that Amber whispers to him. She's like, don't talk about my brother like that on TV. And Matt says, okay, let's go look at the other chapels. Like, being like, let's get the show on the road. He walks in front of Amber and says to a producer, I will not marry her. I will not marry her now or ever. And I will make the statement. I'm not going to let her brother decide my life. That fucking F-slur. Yep, he calls he calls Bubby an F-slur, which I was like really jarred at the time, especially because this was like, Matt is actually, the one good thing about Matt is that he's pretty liberal. Like he really supported the Democrats in 2016 and was like always kind of posting about like equality. And I was... And the Boston jumped out of him is what I'm saying. I'm not saying that liberal people can't be homophobic, but I do remember thinking like, oh, that's the real Matt. The one thing that I've been giving him credit for actually isn't even real. Like, the producer's like, no, that's not what I heard. She did. She just doesn't want to marry you now with her family not here, but she wants to marry you. She really does. And Matt says she wants to marry her brother. I saw it. Fuck her. She just humiliated me on TV. It's so weird. Like, he, she didn't humiliate him at all. Like, at all. And it's so weird and narcissistic and scary that that's what he jumped to. So then they're all at dinner. And it's very awkward. Amber's like, babe, why are you in a bad mood? It's so annoying. And Matt's like, I'm not in a bad mood. I'm not. And he goes, I forgive you for humiliating me on TV. Remember, Wayne and Annette are here with them. <laughs> Like, sitting in a booth, like, a round booth, the four of them. And Amber is, like, so... You can tell that she's so confused by that statement because she's like, well, I didn't embarrass him on TV. And she goes, you are? (laughs) Or she says, oh, do you? And she's like, I just don't see what the rush is. I feel like we're already married, so, like, what's the rush? And then he says, we must be married already because I don't like you. Oof. Oof, Matt gets up to use the restroom and goes up to a producer and says, I don't care who you have, a female producer, says, I don't care you ha- who you have to oral pleasure with. Keep the Amber Matt wedding thing off TV. What the fuck? That poor producer just got sexually harassed by Matt. She's like, well, you know it's not up to me. And he goes, you just embarrassed. 
I just got embarrassed in front of 12 million people. First of all, 12 million people do not ever, 12 million people have never watched Teen Mom, and they're definitely not watching Teen, 12 million people are watching Teen Mom at this point. Divide that number by 12. One million people, maybe, maybe are watching this. And he says, I will fake the rest of the day, but I'm done with her psycho ass. I'm done. I'm finished. It's so crazy. It's so crazy. Then he sits back down and he goes, I love you. Give me a kiss. Oh, it's so freaky. It is so, so, so freaky. So Wayne and Annette get married and the next day Matt and Amber are like cuddling and Matt's like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have put you on the spot like that. And we can't do it without Leah and your family that has been so good to me for these last three years. We can't do that. Amber's like, I'm just really scared. I'm scared it has nothing to do with you. And Matt's like, well, how am I supposed to react to that? Because first you were saying you didn't want to marry me because you're family. And now you're saying you didn't want to marry me because you're scared. Basically, like, trying to force Amber. I think he was trying to force Amber to leave him at this point is probably what was going on. Amber says that she's just worried. She's 26. He's much older than her. He's had a ton of relationships. She really hasn't. And she's just worried, like, maybe he'll cheat on her. And Matt says... That's what you're worried about? You're the one person who's not scared of anything. You put yourself in prison. What a weird comment. Amber's scared of everything. When he said that, I was like, Amber's terrified of everything. Of everything. And he's like, I will never cheat on you because you are the only person that I have this with. And I cannot have this without anybody else. And that's where that wraps up. It's their relationship is so, so, so dark. Watching how Matt was able to like put the blame of the kids on Gary (laughs) because Gary brought it up on camera and that's the sin, right? That's the ultimate sin. Not lying to Amber for a year about how many kids you have. It's that Gary brought it up on camera to hurt you. And then how he like spins this wedding thing. It's so weird because he seems like he doesn't want to be with her. So why he's also trying to get her to marry him. Ugh, it's so bizarre. Okay, guys, that's it. If you want to listen to me on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash Liz Explains. I have a shit ton of episodes up there. Um, I just recorded an episode on multi-level marketing. I recorded a pretty wild episode. I've recorded some good stuff. I'm doing a toddlers and TRs episode soon. Oh, Kara and I recorded an episode on Future and his baby moms that I'm going to put out that's just so light and funny. It's such a good episode. I'm probably going to put that one out this week. Last week I recorded or I released my episode on MT or MTV's HBO's Thin, which is like probably one of the best episodes that I've done in that documentary is just so good. So yeah, if you're interested in that, come on over to Liz explains on patreon liz explains it all patreon.com slash liz explains you can find the link in my instagram bio which is feathers underscore pod all right bye guys have a good week this podcast is brought to you by solid listen network find me on instagram at feathers underscore pod